Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Pen Talk. Me. And me. We're going to talk about the games for this week. So we're going to start off with Aston Villa versus Wolves. Now, overall this weekend had lots of goals. Overall this week had lots of goals, so we're quite excited to talk about this one. Aston Villa versus Wolves wasn't one of the better games, though. It finished 1-0 to Wolves. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, not really. It's just a more than a very strong side throughout the season. Oh uh, yeah, Wolves be very strong, and even though it only says one nil, that is not the score that should have been. It should have been probably like five nil. Wolves just dominated. I mean, that's the not having a great season either. Still in danger zone. Yeah. Possibly go down. Yeah, I think they will go down. Definitely, in my opinion. Kind but of sad for those teams that just come up into the prem after a hard season in Championship. Yeah, definitely, yeah. They go back down straight away, just like Norwich getting absolutely Yeah, but, you know, you've got, into, you've got to be good coming into the into the Prem, and if it's not, then you, get, then you have to go back down and face the consequences. Where is it? It's not Wolves' first season, is it? Second season, right? No, it's their second season, yeah. That's still unbelievable. You think Amazing. it's Amazing. Where do you reckon they're going to finish? I reckon um, seventh. Fifth. Yeah, Champions fifth. League. Well, because, hear me out, hear me out. Um, I reckon Leicester will drop, so I'm going to say Manu third, Chelsea fourth, and uh, fifth, I think, will be Wolves, and then Leicester. You think they're going to get Champions League? Yeah, wow. Yeah, I know, it's quite a bold one. But... Well, they do, they are playing Arsenal, so, um, yeah, they will They will get points from that so, game. Yeah, Watford versus Southampton, well, this had uh, quite a few goals, actually, Danny mm. Ings with another great performance, he's been great this season, hasn't he? A big shock come from Liverpool, where he's a, a meme, a nobody name, really. And then shining yeah. at his old club, Southampton. Yeah, he hasn't been... Um, He's been... Uh, how do I put this? He was just nothing, basically, coming in. No one thought... Like, they gave him a couple of runs. We know, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't even start for Southampton. They had, they had Gabby Adini, who left. Uh, but, um, yeah, he suddenly came in, scored a few times. And Southampton thought, oh, we might have something here. And here he is up there with the top goal scorer. So, um, yeah. might be interesting to see how Southampton will play against Leicester right now. Because yeah. obviously Southampton are in a bad way and uh, now they're in a decent form. And while Leicester is sort of in a poor form, yeah, it be, might, yeah, might be. be a decent game. You see, Watford versus Southampton. No goals from Watford, even though they did they, they did get one goal. But, I mean, no goals from their players because it was an own goal from Bednarek. Um Obviously, they've some of their players broke since just in some rules. Three of them as well. So maybe that puts them on another team. Was it Andre Gray and two other Andre years? Gray, one of the, the one of the right mids, and uh, Chalibur. So yeah, moving on to Monday. Uh, now, what bad game this was? Um, very boring. Very bad performance from Palace. Uh, I mean, I didn't mind the game too much. I watched. I was mostly on my phone for the game. It just got really boring. Um, I still enjoyed some parts, but I was mostly Burnley. Didn't enjoy any Palace, if I'm honest. Um, so, yeah. Uh, just saying, guys, we're not going to tell you the teams we score because that might ruin it a bit. Uh, yeah. Burn- Burnley are, are a, a tough, strong side. They are either good or they're bad. Like, yeah. Plus five minutes to Man City. But then suddenly, uh, well, they beat Chris Palace, who were on form. Even though they had lost to... Liverpool 4 0. Yeah, not great. To win them the league. Now, all I'm going to say is Bruno Fernandes' masterclass. Bryson Neal, Man U 3. 
Gorton worried about thoughts from mum. She's done probably a bit better with the form that they've been in after beating Arsenal. Uh, you know, uh, Greenwood with absolute amazing goal. How good was that? Did you see it? Yeah, left foot, right foot. You don't know where yeah. he's going. He's got he's skills, good. pace. I tell you what, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was the best, one, one of the best of that. A few step-overs. Put it onto his left foot and bang. Through the defender's legs. Goal. So much power as well, yeah. Bruno Fernandes. How good has he been, Jack? How good do you think he's been? Very good, actually. Do you reckon he was the best? I definitely think he's the best signing in January, if not this season. Yeah. just He's just put a, a boost into the team, a yeah. spring in Man United step. Yeah. Do you think um, Do you think that uh, he will continue his form into next season? Uh, possibly. It's just, yeah. I don't actually know, really. Yeah. Cool. I, he, he probably will. He really did steal the show, as it says here. In pursuit of the top four finish. Everything went my news way this weekend. They won 3-0. Chelsea lost. Leicester lost. Tottenham lost. It all went their way. Um, And it really helped them going into uh, trying to get Champions League football, which I 100% think they'll get now. I think next week, next year... They'll be challenging for, like, you know, they probably won't get up to Man City in them's level. But they'll never be on City's level. Yeah. When's the last few games here? Um, Wednesday, 1st of July. Oh, uh, yeah. Gonna go into broad depth here. Arsenal with a 4 0 thrashing against whoever? Um, Norwich, Norwich. Bottom of the league. <sighs> Bamiang just poaches goals, really. Yeah, great striker. He was actually the, first, the quickest ever Arsenal player to get to 50 goals. He did it in 79 games after in, just in front of Thierry Henry, who did it at 83. Um, yeah, good promise from Aubameyang. Uh, obviously, again, he's back goal scoring. But I thought personally, I thought he was done a bit of a drought. You know, he hadn't scored a few games. He's been playing on the left wing. I think he might have got played there again. Just check that now. Um, but um, yeah. He, yeah, he got playing left again. I don't know. I personally, I just play him up front because he's more of a poetry for me. Bit controversial playing David Luiz. One positive thing though is Socrates is on the bench. Yeah, Socrates is nearly back, nearly fit, ready. Luckily, David Luiz didn't make any mistakes. I'm telling you now, if he did, he wouldn't. Arsenal fans would be furious. Yeah, yeah, very, very. Annoying. I think Arsenal fans are looking. They're they're liking the look of um. Martinez. Yeah, Cedric come on, scored. How much of a surprise is that? 229 seconds. Um, yeah, he'd not been seen at all, had he, Cedric? Uh, I think it was something like 10,000 in something minutes. Line. To be fair to him, they got him on loan. Not knowing, not knowing that this COVID-19 thing was going to stop everything, so it's kind of a waste now, but... Now get him in, tucked on, 81st minute, he scored. Good so, little good little strike from him. Oh uh, yeah, Xhaka also what a season he's had, ups and downs, all over the place. He was getting booed off by the Arsenal fans, didn't he? Yeah, that that was kinda of tragic. It's just like when uh in the friendly for England yeah. after the Sterling Gomez incident, yeah. as you saw against uh Literally yeah, he told he told his own fans that they thought which was very controversial. And then, but he's back, he's been playing amazingly, he's kind of the heart of the Arsenal team again, and good thing he deserves that captain badge still, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just going through here, obviously, um, the Bamiyang now scored 90, uh, 
here we go. This is the stats. Pierre Aubameyang has scored his 50th appearance, uh, Premier League goal, few appearances for the 79 than any other Arsenal player, and the sixth fastest this total in all Premier League players. How about that? So, Andrew Cole was the was the fastest with 65 games, and Shearer second, 66. Ruben Nisimori, 68. Torres and Salah both from 72 games and Aubameyang 79. Tell you what though, Salah didn't play those games where, you know, the, the first year with Chelsea, the first really bad spell where he's been there. Yeah. But Chelsea, if he didn't have that, he might be the quickest. You never know. Probably. Yeah, and again, another thing. Arsenal go ahead of Tottenham again. Somehow, out of nowhere, literally, they always manage to do it. It's like, were they ever in the title fight between Tottenham and Leicester that season? No. And yet, they somehow, final day, they managed to pick Tottenham to second. Do you remember that, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, that was just mad. And somehow, they've come at it again. They've managed to beat, they've managed to get ahead of Tottenham. Whether they stay there or not, who knows? But, mad. It's really, really mad. And um, What is weird is that Arsenal's probably... Well, not most of them, but obviously their worst season in over 25 years or so. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, they, they're still above Spurs. And from, actually, no, Arsenal have got a hard spell of games coming up ahead of them. So it's, yeah. yeah they've, got, they've, got, they've got to come through. They've been in good form, so they could take something into that. Um, so, yeah. Obviously, Martinez made a fine save from Kenny McLean's free kick. Um and he was, he was, he was actually a bit. What do you think of him? I watched that a few times. Jack, that was, that was an amazing too. quite a fan of this player. What do you think of him? I think he's been brilliant. Watching the game against Brian, his first involvement in the game, great save. Couldn't really see the ball down to his right hand side. Will he be one that you might be watching next week as a focus player? Uh, probably. Uh, it depends when Leno's back because I think that it's a bit of a challenge now. Now he's been. Given a few games to play, he's he's shown up really. If he continues this, he might start getting some football at least in like the cup games. Yeah, because if if Leno starts dropping his form, obviously because it's injury, six to eight weeks. If he yeah. starts to drop his form, Arteta was talking about how it's a really difficult, um, really difficult season, but then they had lockdown, so apparently they're they they're coming back, and they say that this is just to show what we've been doing. Um, Daniel Fark, oh, what bad season he's had. Daniel Fark? Yeah. How do you say his name? Daniel Fark, he's got a weird name. German, right? right? Yeah. The first and third goal, we invited them in. You cannot do that in key medicine game. But you know, so sadly, you can't do that. <laughs> but, you know, you know. Since losing to Chelsea during Mikel's Artes' first game in charge at the Emirates, Arsenal have won five of their last six Premier League games at home, including four in a row for the first time since April 2019. What do you think of that? You wouldn't believe that stat if you've heard the last few games, wouldn't you? No. Quite a surprise, Now, uh, Bournemouth, Newcastle, United. An absolute whitewash from Newcastle. Um... You just go and watch the highlights now. Even while you're watching, even while you're listening to this, you'll see how much Newcastle just dominated. And this is why, this is where I'm going to quickly start talking about the game myself and my the play that I focused on. Because basically every week we do something where I focus on the player throughout the game. Literally, the 90 minutes watching him 
this whole game. And I chose St. Maximan this week. Um, and I'm very glad, very glad that I did. Because um even guy, this is what he did. So, um started off just loads of key dribbles. He completed in, in the end a hundred percent take ons and a ninety four pass completion, which was amazing. He he played really, really well, managed to get three assists and uh, the first one was a brilliant pass into Mick uh, into Dwight Gale. Um, Took it round three players in the end. No, that was the second goal. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, it was absolutely amazing. He got an, he was man a match in the game. Man, I had to make a man there. Um, yeah, he was just really, really, really good. He dribbled past literally everyone. Such a fun player. To, he's, he's a really fun player. Oh, he's a really fun player to just watch the whole game. I, Recommend you go watch them, guys, for at least like half a game or something like that. He became the third Newcastle player to assist three goals in a single game. Moose and the only others being Andy Cole and Moose Sosoko in 2015 and 1994, respectively. Um, yeah, Steve Briggs was very happy with um, with St. Maximan. He uh, just completely whitewashed their defence. The second assist I'm about to talk about now, he did amazingly. He didn't have much space in left, but he went there anyway, faking players by doing the pass, then turning out, then playing a beautiful ball, picking out Sean Longstaff, who smashed it into the goal. It was amazing. Using his using his uh, skills to, obviously, applying his skills to the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, uh, he just had a sensational all-round attack and display. Um, it was enough to give him a match alone. Uh, um, when you when you consider the fact he came in and his fourth appearance now in eleven days makes it just amazing. Uh, in St. Maximan, Newcastle not only have a player that's capable of absolutely tormenting defences, uh, just it's just shown. He's capable of delivering a level of consistency, but obviously they haven't had uh, a player that's obviously stood out like Alan Shearer yeah. for over twenty years, really. And this guy could be the one that people actually just click onto the game just to watch him. You know, they're like, "Oh, so Max Man could be in this one. Let's go watch him." And I just love his style as well. I love his like the the way that he wears all his Gucci hair bands. I find that pretty cool. I know all of that as well. Um, right, moving on. Uh, away from my folks, Bernard. We go on to Everton versus Leicester. Big, big game. I watched only a partially of this. I was uh, somewhere, but I did re- manage to watch a bit of this. Did you see any? Uh, I knew the highlight is really it's a big, big shock for me. As obviously Everton started the season sort of midway through the season. Yeah. They were in a relegation zone, sort of dangerous, could have gone down. I managed to see um I managed to see one goal out of the minutes I watched. That was a penalty. Controversial. Um Sigurdsson, sixteenth yeah. minute. I mean if if you uh did you see the uh, the handball? Yeah, it, it was it was unlucky, but yeah, obviously Personally I actually uh, hear me out. He went up, he tried to, like, get his... I know it's the, probably cuts the handball, but he tried to get his arm over him to, like, try and jump up, like, above him. Personally, in my mind, it's not a complete pen. Yeah. It's actually not. I don't think... But, um, anyway, that's... It was a pen. It went a pen, and 
I reckon it's 50 50. I reckon you could argue if it was a pen, yeah, okay, if it was, maybe, yeah, of course. Uh, but you can also say if it wasn't a pen, then yeah, I get that as well. Uh, but yeah, it took them a long time. I reckon it said five minutes just for them to bloody make the decision. And it was quite, it was, that's the reason. I mean, it was such a close decision there. Probably quite painful for Leicester to watch, obviously, hoping. Yeah, it, as I was saying, Leicester were cruising through the league, beating the likes of Spurs and coming up against big teams like uh, Liverpool, giving them a good since game. Lockdown, since lockdown, yeah, since lockdown, obviously. They're one of the teams that have been punished. Giving them a good game, and obviously, it's to sort of t- they've t- Everton have turned their season around under Angelotti. Leicester have sort of since lockdown has ended. Uh, Leicester have sort of lost their run of form. Um, yeah, that's I, I agree, I agree. Um, yeah, so indeed he's not having the best of games. Neither did Vardy just stand up there. Ian Acho came on, give them a glimmer of hope. He was actually my one of my stars of the game. He came on, he was very, very rapid and it seems though he comes on and scores a lot, so maybe he should get more of a chance. I reckon he will be Vardy's predecessor. I reckon Vardy's got one more season in him in my opinion. Before he maybe goes to someone a bit lower down. Yeah, know, he is on a bit of a goal drought right he now. Might, uh, you, you can't really say that loads of players still up there in top goal scorers. But the problem was when when Wayne Vardy was cruising through the top goal scorer on 17 goals, and in second place was Bamiang with 11 goals. Over a space of four or five games, Bamiang caught up in 16, and Vardy was still stuck on 17. Yeah, James Madison, not even he came on and put in a great performance, but not started. Wow. He was expected to start it, but he wasn't, and I reckon that might have been the downfall, maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. Perez didn't start either. When do you think Coleman's going to retire, really? He's he's a club legend for Everton. Yeah. He's been amazing for them. Just, he's just got so much heart and passion for Everton. Yeah. Next game. West Ham, Chelsea. Jack take the forward on this one. You can ask me for my opinion as well. This yeah, this this one was a big stunner as Chelsea obviously Well yeah, Chelsea obviously have been a decent run of form, not really amazing as uh Yarmolenko clinches it for West Ham. But what, what do you think about Yarmolenko this season? I mean he's been injured, hasn't he? He's been injured a lot of season. Good player, good player. I remember he was like one of the People that you would sign in the likes of football manager, Steve Greenwood. He was, he had, he was a very, very like good player when he was young. Um, I don't reckon as a career path, West Ham was the best, but uh, yeah, it was a vital three points for West Ham. So a goal was a goal for them at this moment. They need it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, should see Fogden. Um, <laughs> he was a uh, literally they his chat were putting three two, and he's like, hey, you're kidding, you're kidding. And um, they were nine to they were nine to one to win in the eighty fifth minute, which says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Willian Swanson again. He's the first player to score in every calendar, a goal in every calendar, calendar month. month in one season, and I reckon he's one of the, he's a really underrated player. Obviously, yeah, his his free kick right, and yeah. his penalty never missed a penalty. Willian for Chelsea. His free kick, Fabianski Fab probably should have got a hand to it. Yeah, he sort of, he sort of wrong-footed him for the free kick. Chester United versus Tottenham. Um, 
so really much to talk about, even though it was a good game. I mean, it just wasn't that day. I mean, Harry Kane was going in the 90th minute. Elise's back scoring a bit now, but Sheffield United run the rings around them. And finally, maybe the Blades will be back on top. Yeah, what I've got to say about that West Ham game, though, as well, or the VIR controversy again. Yeah. Now, what do you think that? Yeah, let's go back to that. West, West Ham have always... N- they've never liked, yeah. yeah, they never really benefited Personally, by VAR. I think that's when VAR, VAR comes into its best bound. I think that's why I think you, you can't, I've seen comments on it saying that's too harsh, but what do you mean? It's there to do that job. That is why it's there. VAR is a job to be too harsh. I mean, But football doesn't really feel like football that much anymore, yeah, the way it was. There the is dodgy decisions and that's time, what makes it fiery. At the same time, you're calling it harsh, but come on. Think about it, think about it realistically. What's he meant to do? Oh, you know, you're a sensitive, you're a meat, you're just a bit, you were just a bit offside. Let's give it the go anyway. You know, it's this, it's its job. I might not agree with it being in football. That is a very good point, actually. Yeah. It is. So you have to put up with it. So back to the blades, uh, yeah. magpie, whatever. What do you want to say about this? Uh. Really, I was very happy with this game because I think Sheffield United needed the boost, obviously, losing to Arsenal and uh, being on quite a bad run, really. Obviously, one of their main players, well, ma- yeah, main players, Moose and McBurney on the score sheet again. T- they took, so it was, uh, not really an early lead by Spurge in the 31st minute, cruising until the, eight, until the 90th minute where, obviously, Kane... Doubtably Spurs' best player. Paul Gascoigne's obviously up there as well, but yeah, just clinching one for Spurs in the final minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with you said there, really. There's not too much more to talk about the game. Um, it was kind of overdone this evening. I don't reckon, I reckon not many more people, um, you know, watched the other, watched the other one tonight. Wally McBurney with the man of the match, obviously getting on the score sheet, 84th minute dying minutes of the game really just to clinch it for Sheffield United because you know also, Tottenham more VAR controversy with the ball tapping with Smallham which is just tapping but you know it is what it is and it went in so and it was disallowed so you know it's possible VAR they got you got it you got to let it in now you have to let it in the game now it's here we are, we are embracing it right now to just accept the fact that it's here and let it be and carry on with your day with eight VAR, you can't think, oh, it was good then. Well, hey ho, it was good then. Well, you just have to accept it and try and make it as good as you can now. It's still just as good. It's football. It's football. Football we want. Doesn't matter about VAR. VAR is just making the rules actually put into the game. You're right. People, people obviously moaning like the yeah. rugby. They had all the all the. The only, the only bad thing about the only th- the reason VAR is ever bad, ever, is when it gets wrong. But. When it does its job, it's doing the right thing, and that's why it's brought into the game. Yeah, that's that's when because people demanded VAR because obviously rugby there was decisions made, but what they did different was in rugby, which I which I love that they're only allowed three things. They're only allowed three to, pills. Three pills, yeah, and which yeah, is same brilliant. Cricket, same in like tennis. Yeah, so football there's it stops every ten minutes or so, isn't it? Because of VAR, spending two or three minutes. Yeah, just for no reason. Yeah. All right.
down to the final game for our predictions. Wow. This was... Uh, Me and Jack just watched this, actually, recording this after this. Uh, an amazing game from City. Played brilliantly. Absolutely wins, and this is where Jack is going to talk about his game and the player that he was focusing on in Phil Foden. So I was obviously focusing on Phil Foden, won the World Cup in, what was it, 2018? Yeah. With the under-16s and 17s. Obviously, England won two World Cups with the youth team this year. He was he got player of the tournament in the World Cup. And then then signing for Man City, shining all the way through. This season, obviously, been Phil Foden's best season in professional football. As on, obviously, he was playing, he was shining, really, in the uh, leagues below. He hasn't even played much, but since that time, he's been a different yeah, provided for his family, really, is a how's he seventeen? Seventeen year old boy providing for his family, which is amazing. Brilliant play. Also, he got in the score sheet today through Kevin De Bruyne's assist. Brilliant little goal from them. Tiki Taka, obviously the brightest player on the pitch. Uh, De Bruyne and Phil Foden. People keep saying Phil Foden is one of the for the future. He's only one for the present as well, because he's obviously playing brilliantly. Uh, oh, he's 20 as well, I should have had a second. Let's have it cleared off the line by Virgil van Dijk. Oh, yeah. Virgil van Dijk. I don't know about him anymore. Obviously, last season, yeah. second in the Ballon d'Or. Amazing but game. I reckon they've been centre backs even better. I know it's partly controversial, but yeah. So that has been Jack's um, best player. And so now we move on to predictions for next week and the player that we will be focusing on. Have you chosen yet, Jack, or are we just going to decide next podcast? Uh, can we? Can I do it at the end of the podcast? Yeah. All right. So let's check what uh let's do it on next games for next week. Right. Right. So um, no, no football Friday, sadly. So Norwich City versus Brighton. Oh, this is a, this might be a decent game. Brighton, obviously, a big defeat to Man United this week. Both Norwich. Yeah, I'd probably say three-one Norwich. No, three-one Brighton. Sorry, three-one Brighton. Norwich big defeat mm-hmm. to Arsenal, which isn't which isn't brilliant. I'm gonna go for surprise. I'm gonna go one nil for Norwich. Yeah, it might be a, just might be a big draw. Brighton defense is a decent. I just want to go for a bit of a shocker, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. Crystal Palace Leicester. This might be a decent game, probably. No, I've done some research on this game because this is definitely one that I'll be watching. Um, Palace, uh, they look like a thumping against Leicester. Four one last year, five 0 the year before that, and it's always away as well. So will they continue that, or is it you know? You know, Palace are always shocking, uh, shocking big teams. Big teams. Yeah. Which they love Arsenal, doing. Man, yeah, especially Arsenal. They They're the last team to beat Liverpool at home, actually. Yeah. So yeah, um what score predictions? Uh two one. Actually, yeah, I'm I'm going with the two one Leicester. I still think Paris will win. I think it won't be a big something. I think they're gonna win. I can't think. Leicester are in such bad form, and yeah, Leicester aren't just three-run Palace. Leicester, what I've got to say is Leicester aren't really the same team as they were to, like from two years ago as well. They are, they are a, a better team a long, what a long way. Right. 
my new ball was next. Just quickly get this done. I mean, I reckon it's going to be a mum crash under the ball. 3 0. Yeah, I'm going with the 3 0. Man United's born with. Um, oh, big game here. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I've got to say, a 3 1 win for Wolves. Bit of controversy, but yeah, Arsenal, they're a decent side. The, the uh, Norwich game doesn't really matter. Norwich are bottom of the table, definitely relegated this year. Wolves have been, uh, yeah, they've obviously just been brilliant form. Haven't conceded a goal in three games now. Mm. Yeah, brilliant side. Triori, Triori improving a lot. Uh, yeah, 3 1 Wolves. And my for this game, my players probably. Going to be a Dharma Triori. You're going to watch next weekend. Yeah. I'm going to go for Pogba, you're going to go for a Dharma. Alright, yeah. next game. Is there any. Is there I, any I, I'm going to do my picture, I'm going to just go. Do you know Wolves? Yeah, right, Chelsea Watford. Let's get this serious one quickly. Um, Tight one. Chelsea 2 1. Yeah, same. That's quite a good. Maybe a predict, more predictable result, I'd say. Alright. Burnley, Burnley Sheffield, Sheffield United. United. Gonna go one all. Yeah, that's a, that's a decent prediction. Probably two one Sheffield United, maybe. I'm going. Newcastle West Ham. I'm gonna go with three Ooh, one. This three is... one Newcastle. Wow. I reckon City Max Man have got another good point. I'm gonna say Probably 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Oh, that'd be a great game. I'll be watching that. Liverpool, Aston Villa. Yeah, probably 3-1 Liverpool. Right, it, it sounds weird, but Liverpool have been pirating a lot, and I still think they will pirate. I don't think they'll take this game seriously. I'm only going to go for 1-0. Um, yeah, Villa, obviously, bottom of, near the relegation zone. Yeah, and they struggling. can't score. Can't score. Yeah, they can't Depends afford right. to lose, Depends really. Right. So I'm just going to say one not, but they, they will lose, sadly. Yeah. Well, unless there's an amazing result. What's up, how do you manage it? Uh, might be an interesting game, really. I'm going to go... I've, I've reckoned Danny Ings will score. I'm going to go 4-1. Yeah, that's that's a decent... Yeah, probably go the same 4-1. Tottenham Everton. Ooh, that's, that's always a decent game, Tottenham Everton, really. Yeah. I'll go... I'll probably go with... It's the last one of the game week, is it? Uh, 2... Mmm, that's actually a decent game. Uh, I'll probably go with 2 on Everton. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to go with for that. Um, I'm going to go for... Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's it. So, that was our first episode of the podcast. And then, um, make sure you... You can follow us on Instagram. It's just called Prime Talk Podcast. Give us a follow. DM us what you think we can do. Any questions if you want. And we will answer them. Uh, and yeah, so thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week. So thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.